Welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. And this is episode number 23. Not a lot of announcements this week, but one really big one. Davius is back. Davius, welcome back, bud. Proud to be back. We had a bunch of angry listeners writing in, we want Davius back. Uh... You know, but I, I I did my best to. to I heard that the 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 Nord content was a little lacking. That's that's the only it was thing. A, I heard. It, we were a little light on Nord talk last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the announcements. So let's just move right on and talk about the gold vendor. So this week is a, a little bit different. Um, I'll just go through the list here. Uh, we have Mighty Glacier, uh, Amber Pla- oh Mighty Glacier Ring, Amberplasm Ring. Um, Ring of the Trainee, and that comes in all three um, traits, Robust, uh, Arcane, or Healthy. Um, Ring of Soulshine, uh, I never know how to pronounce this one, Sentinel of Rakugams, R-K-U-G-A-M-Z, apostrophe S. I think you nailed it. That's exactly. That's a helmet. And then Narayanath's helm as well. Um, obviously the most interesting one there is going to be Amberplasm. That was actually on the gold vendor not that long ago as well. So this is a kind of a repeat. It's totally random. So, you know, you get repeats sometimes. Um, Amberplasm is an amazing set. It was buffed recently. Uh, Magicka damage set. Uh, and the five piece gives you uh, 276 Magicka stamina and health recovery. It was just given that health recovery recently. Uh, really, really nice set for PvP. Yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Um, and uh, the trainee now, uh, right now on, on the live version of the game, trainee isn't really the most interesting set. But uh, we're going to talk about this set in this episode. It's getting reworked, and I think it's actually going to be a very, very interesting set here pretty soon. Um, so it might be a good idea to to invest in a couple of these rings because I think. I think players are going to find a lot of different ways to work this trainee set um, into their builds uh, here pretty soon. Okay, so get comfortable, Davius. Stretch. <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be a long discussion. Uh, there's... Hey, we we called this though. You know, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago we said that this was going to be the big one. It's the big one. It really is. the The last couple of episodes have been pretty short. Uh, just because of what's been going on. But, uh, man, this one's going to be a big one. There's a lot of just general news happening, plus there's a new PTS cycle that just started this week, and a lot, a lot of just new stuff to dive into. Um, so the the patch note, the PTS patch note stuff is probably going to be the, the big chunk of the conversation we have today. Uh, but we do have a few press releases to go over first, so let's just knock those out really quick. Um, so for one, uh, we're having a, um, a Somerset celebration event. Uh, it's the, the anniversary of Somerset. So it's going to be running uh, July 23rd through August 4th. Um, and there will be a link in the description if you want to uh, read the article to see more info. But basically, you're just going to be able to receive uh, bonus loot from the, daily crust, uh, from the daily quest rewards and resource nodes, uh, any bosses that you be in the zone, and any Sigic portals that you loot, but, but only the ones in Somerset. Um, any of those things that you do, you're just going to be getting uh, additional extra loot from all of that stuff. 
And of course, it's an event, so if you are looking for opportunities to expand your Endric collection, here it is. <laughs> yet another Endric on the horizon. Uh, <laughs> hooray, hooray. I know you're excited about that one. Can't get enough Endrics. <laughs> um, just kidding. I don't, I don't have a single uh, Endric. I, I think they're uh, ugly. I don't like them. I really yeah. wish they would get on to something else with these events, <laughs> like some other kind of mount or some different thing to work towards. Is I'm sick of the Hendrick thing, man. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of that mount either. And it's really a bummer because they have 30 different versions of it. So yeah, if, man. They're really <laughs> if you do sweet. like it, it's fantastic. If you don't, it's a bummer. I'm, I remember when Somerset, the Somerset expansion dropped and there were these Hendrick like monsters out in the world that you could fight. And I remember seeing someone on a forum, uh, a forum discussion say, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had Indrix as mounts? And boy, if they Find only knew, if Find they him only now. knew <laughs> what have you done? Uh, um, and I guess probably the most notable thing about uh, the Somerset uh, anniversary event is that uh, during the event, the Somerset expansion is 50% off, uh, which I think is very much worth the price. This is, uh, I think, probably my favorite expansion of, of any of them that have come out. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous zone, a really cool story. You get access to the Sigic Order and jewelry crafting, also the Cloudrest trial if you're interested in that. Uh, very much worth checking out if you haven't done it already. I'm I'm plugging my EP ears as I hear you say that. <laughs> you know, I uh, my my roots are in the Aldermary Dominion originally. I, I I defected and and went over to the uh, Ebonheart Pack, but part of me still still is loyal to the Queen. It is it is a fantastic expansion. I will say that. Uh, we got another um, meet the character article, uh, and the character that we're meeting is uh, one of the new dungeon bosses. It's uh, Lady Thorn. Uh, and the article is written from the perspective of our old friend Fenorian, who we did a meet the character for him a little while ago, and he was also an NPC that we um, traveled around with uh, during the Greymoor uh, quests. Uh, so he's, you know, the, the thing's written from his perspective, and he's talking about Lady Thorn. It's a pretty long write-up, and if you're, you know, into lore and stuff like that, it's a really, really good read. They always do a good job on these things. And uh, the last press release here, there is a free uh, player appreciation crown store bundle right now. So you can log in uh, right now uh, into the game. Uh, and if you go to the crown store, it'll be like the main featured item that you see. Uh, it's just a bundle of some random stuff that's just free for all players. I don't, I don't even think you have to be a, a ESO plus member or anything like that. Uh, so you get a, a non-combat pet, a new like mace outfit style. Um, you get three outfit change tokens, which is pretty cool. Davis, I bet you'll use those up pretty quick, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Within one day. <laughs> this guy changes his outfits a lot. <laughs> um, ten crown repair kits. I think these things, I think people uh, maybe are sleeping on these crown repair kits, man. Uh, these things are amazing. Just double-click a repair kit. It instantly repairs all of your gear. Uh, I can't get enough of those things. Love crown repair kits. Yeah. Uh, and you get some soul gems and some experience scrolls as well. All right, so now we're going to get on to the patch note discussion. So um, the public test server went up earlier this week. This is PTS version 6.1.0 for the upcoming Stonethorn um, dungeon DLC. Um, so this is a two dungeon pack. Um, there's um, Stone Garden, which is located in Blackreach, and Castle Thorn, which is located in Greymoor. Um, and, um, 
they uh, they showed off some of these things in a recent live stream uh, and just kind of showed what's going on with these dungeons. They do look pretty cool. Um, there's a new um, mechanism for activating hard mode, and they say they're going to use this in all dungeons going forward. So instead of reading a scroll, you light a, a brazier and it summons a big glowing banner uh, that you can easily see and tell, like, yes, hard mode has been activated. And as long as the, the fight hasn't started yet, you can toggle it back off. Uh, you know, you can go back and forth as much as you please. Uh, and then the Stone Garden Trial has a hard mode for all three main bosses in there. Uh, and there's no mention of what you get exactly for doing, you know, multiple hard modes, but I'm guessing at the very least you're going to get uh, additional undaunted keys and transmute crystals. I'm guessing at the very least. It's pretty cool. I like, I like that idea. It is neat. I, I have to imagine there's going to be some achievements and... Surely, like a cosmetic thing or something for for completing yeah. all three hard modes. There, there's got to be. It opens up a lot of possibilities for sure. Yeah, it's a neat idea. Um, and of course, you know, you get all the usual stuff that you get with the dungeon pack. There's going to be some new crafting motifs, some new achievements and titles to get, uh, collectibles, skins, a bunch of new armor sets, which we'll of course talk about here in just a minute. I also like the the new hard mode activation. I think that's like it looks cool. Well, and it's a really good idea, too, because the scroll, you know, we've all been on dungeons, and on the, as a tank, <laughs> for most of the dungeons, I usually forget about the scroll sometimes, or, uh, yeah. so more focus to that, I think, is a fantastic idea. Yeah, that's cool, and I think uh, that it's a nice little visual update, and just makes it kind of seem a little bit more mm -hmm. modern. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, another new feature that we're getting along with this patch, and um, this is something even if you don't buy this DLC or even if you're not an ESO Plus member, this is something that you're, you'll have access to, um, character pathing in housing. Oh, so boy. Now, yeah, Davius, I know is going to be excited <laughs> about this. And this is something that you and I have talked about, like we wish they would add this to the game. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can create custom paths for your mounts, pets, and assistants to follow in your home. Um, really, really cool. Uh, and there's different types of paths. You can make them go kind of like ping pong back and forth. You can put them on a loop. You can kind of set it to random. Um, and right now on PTS, they said this can change, but for right now, you could set up to 50 nodes or, or stopping points for them to go to, which is way more than I would have expected. So much. Uh, there's a bunch of details about how character pathing uh, is, is going to work. You can check those out in the patch notes. Of course, there'll be a, a link to, to those in the description. Uh, but it's really cool. We played a, a, around with it a little bit on PTS, and it's it's pretty neat actually. And so, and related to that, uh, we have this uh, these new types of NPCs called house guests, uh, and these are just looks like items just in the in the crown store that you can buy, uh, and it's just a, a generic NPC that you can put in your house. And I don't think they do anything other than just be there, but you can create these paths for them and stuff, uh, and they. I think there's three of them right now, and each of them look different. There's a, I think one of them is a Khajiit, and um, so anyway, just a, a a new way to kind of spice up your house and make it seem like uh, there's actually some life happening there. Yeah, this is it's pretty cool because this is like you said, this is exactly what we were talking about. You know, we we have the guild hall, you know, uh, put a lot of design and and created and everything, and then we've always kind of joked that it looks kind of lifeless. You know, it'd be cool if we could have actual NPC characters walking around and doing things. And it's with both of these, they've kind of added that into the game. Yeah. Uh, like that, our crafting area that we have uh, in the, in the guild hall, uh, it'll be awesome to just have some NPCs like walking around there, like they're, you know, like they're working and stuff. It'll be cool. Okay. 
Time to get into the juicy stuff here. So, of course, with a, a new DLC, we're getting a bunch of new armor sets. Let's talk about these. Um, let's start with the, the sets that we get from the Castle Thorn dungeon. Um, first one is a light armor set called Talfig's, Tre Talfig's Treachery. Um, so this is a light armor set. You get spell critical, max magicka, and spell damage. And then on the five piece, uh, increase your spell damage by 372. Uh, but also increases damage taken from Flame and Fighter's Guild abilities by 10%. Uh, and so just for a comparison, um, Julianos gives you 300 spell damage for the 5-piece bonus. So this one's giving you 372, so 72 more uh, in exchange for this penalty of getting an extra 10% Flame and Fighter's Guild damage. Uh, it's weird. Kind of weird, right? It is. Yeah, it's a it's really unique um, specifics there. The Flame... Uh, you know, that kind of works, but the, the fighter's guild abilities is the one that really throws me off. And 10%, that seems like quite a bit. So you're going to be getting hard, getting hit harder with a Dawnbreaker, really. Maybe yeah, I don't, don't want a 10% bonus to get hit with the Dawnbreaker. It hits, it hits hard enough. It seems kind of um, thematically fitting for a vampire, but I'm not sure it's actually good for a vampire. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's kind of mimicking that kiss curse thing that you get from being a vampire. But I don't know if I were a vampire, I don't know that it, I would want to wear this. Well, exactly. And, and a hundred percent, it seems like this is a design for a vampire, but I don't think any vampire is going to want to double down on the, the flame damage that they're already taken. Yeah. When I can just wear Juliano's I'll sacrifice 72 spell damage. You yeah. Know, it, just 70, seems... it just seems so small. Yeah, um, it's a weird set. I just don't, I don't know if I see that one being uh, a super popular set. Uh, it's just the first week of uh, PTS, of course, so I'm sure some of these numbers will be uh, adjusted. Sure. Um, we'll keep an eye on that one. But as it is right now, it doesn't seem super interesting. Yeah, I, the, what I'd like to see out of that one is more, more spell damage. If you give me more spell yeah. damage for those negatives, then, then I might be intrigued. Maybe bump it up to 400 or so. Yeah, 400, 450, something like that. Um. Now, this one, this is the one I think that everyone is looking at, myself included. Uh, the name, awesome name, Unleashed Terror. That's got to right? be the name of like a monster truck somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, totally. Unleashed Terror, such a funny name. Um, it's a medium armor set. Um, you get weapon damage and then two lines of maximum stamina. Already, I'm a big fan uh, just from those set bonuses alone. Uh, and then the five piece, deep breath here. Uh, <laughs> when you deal critical damage with a charge, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> when you deal direct damage with a charge, leap, teleport, or pull ability, so basically any gap closer, um, you cut your enemy, causing them to bleed for 19,728 uh, over five seconds. And that can happen every 10 seconds per target. Um, a 19,000 bleed over five seconds is a lot so of damage. So huge. So much damage. It's a lot of damage. And, of course, the first thing that comes to my mind is the Maelstrom Arena two-handed weapon. Um, so when you use that weapon, when you use the two-handed critical charge gap closer, that applies uh, a 10,000 bleed over five seconds. So, you know, I imagine we, we use these two together. Right, critical charge. That's a gap closer, so it's going to proc this unleashed terror set. Plus, you have the maelstrom two hander, so you're going to apply a 30k bleed over five seconds 
instantly as, as soon as you hit them with a gap closer. That's insane. Insanity. And I know I'm not the first person to have that. I'm not the only person to have that. Thought, oh, sure. Yeah. Know? I mean, so I, I think that's probably going to be a pretty common build that we're going to see this next patch. And it's probably going to be very, very nasty. Yeah. I think about pairing it up with the um, Blood Drinker set. Um, it's a five-piece set that increases all of your bleed damage over time abilities by 33%. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, that's I'm pretty sure that's what my Stam DK, that's the build. That's the build that's going to be this next I think I think they call that Unleashed Terror. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Terror Unleashed for sure. Um, uh, yeah, this, set, this set's just kind of wild. I mean... When I look at it, you know, obviously, like you said, it's any gap closer, charge, leap, teleport, or pull ability. But there's, there seems like there's so many instances that that, that you know, that that can matter. You know, the 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 uh, Templar, uh, the charge ability that they have, toppling charge, yep, toppling charge is already a super popular ability right now, and this is only a buff to that. Um, I know the Necro has a pull ability, but I don't think it deals damage. Does um, it? I don't think so. Also. Uh, a teleport ability, so a sorcerer's streak, I assume, yep. is going to work. Oh, wow, yeah. Wow, stam sorks. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so versatile. Like, just about every every stamina build is going to be able to benefit from this. And it's just going... I feel like the developers at some point got tired of people complaining about the, the so-called tanky meta. And so they're like, <laughs> all right, fine. No more tanky meta. Here's yeah. all the damage you could ever possibly need. Have fun. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously. Yeah, this is uh, going to be... I, I I think this is going to probably be one of the more popular sets out there. Up there yeah. with like a, a New Moon Acolyte type level of venomous, popularity. Venomous Smite. Imagine pairing venomous this up with Venomous Smite. Oh, yeah. Good night. There's going to be some just some outrageous uh, damage combos out there. It's going to be it's going to be a volatile uh, PvP environment for sure. I mean, it already is. It's just going to be even more. Yeah, it'll be. This is going to be an interesting to watch over the next coming weeks to see what tweaks they make to it. Yeah, if any. I have to imagine that that <laughs> nineteen thousand tooltip has got to come down a little bit, right? It, this could be this set could be a Stoons all over again. <laughs> it could be. We're getting all hyped week one, and then <laughs> yeah. uh, I've never actually equipped five pieces of Stoons' favor. I'm ashamed to say. Uh, I mean, we're a fraud. No. Well, uh, we'll we'll just add it in the Goons Night unleash we Goons Night we unleash terror. So you have to have yeah. Stoons that unleash terror. <laughs> Those are the two. Got to have them. Oh man. All right. So yeah, that's the one to be looking out for. Um, so let's just move on. This next one is a heavy armor set called Crimson Twilight. Gives you maximum health, 4% healing taken, uh, another maximum health. Uh, and then the five piece, after taking damage, you surround yourself in an eight meter mist of blood. Uh, after two seconds, the mist is violently siphoned into your body, dealing eight 8220 bleed damage to nearby enemies and healing you for 100% of the damage done. So that could possibly be a huge heal if you're yeah. surrounded. Before we talk about the, the, the ability of this, I just want to highlight the mist is violently siphoned into yeah, your body. Violently. What an interesting. What does that mean? Like, was, was that descriptor really necessary? <laughs> exactly. I'm very intrigued by that. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. This could be, you know, this seems like a, a a great tank set. Yeah, every eight seconds, it seems like kind of a long cooldown. But I mean, you know, you only need a few enemies around for that to be like a really massive heal. Uh, so if you're like 
kind of bulky, tanky enough to last those eight seconds, and then you'd get that that health return back. Um, I made a note here. It seems like it would synergize really nicely with the vampire mist form, the morph that heals you, that like damages enemies and heals you while yeah. you're damaging them. It seems like it could kind of pair up nicely with that. You could get kind of a, a cool result from that. I'm trying to think of this in a PvP. You know, it's hard It's hard to take these tank sets into PvP, but 8 yeah. meters is, is pretty big, actually. You know, most moves like this are in that 4 meter range. So 8 meters, you have a pretty good chance to hit players. Yeah, and in Battlegrounds, I think you could probably get pretty good use out. If you can make a build around it that actually works well, I bet I bet you could get something out of it in BGs. Uh, and then the monster set uh, in this dungeon is called Lady Thorn. Um, the one piece gives you max health. Uh, the two piece casting an ability that costs health spawns a blood ball for 10 seconds. And there's a 10 second cooldown. Um, and then you or an ally near the blood ball can activate a synergy that deals 5,000 disease damage to nearby enemies. Uh, and it also applies major maim for five seconds. Uh, and enemies can only get major maim from this set every 30 seconds. So they can get major main from some other source, but not only from this set every 30 seconds. Um, that seems kind of neat. The fact that you can activate your own synergy, it kind of reminds me of that Necromancer graveyard ability. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird one. It's not a ton of damage, 5,000 disease damage and five seconds of major maim. To me, I mean, I'm sure some people are looking at this thinking like that looks pretty good, but I don't know. It doesn't really grab me. It's weird to me that it's disease damage. It seems very, you know, obviously this is pairing up with the vampire stuff. So yeah. it seems odd to me that it's it's a disease damage instead of um, magic damage, you know, something that along that lines up with the vampire a little bit more. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, disease doesn't really fit the theme. It doesn't seem you're right. We we'll 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 probably get to it at some point, but with the changes to vampires, this seems like a vampire ability. I'm 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 pretty closed door on vampires right yeah, now, so it, I think that's how a lot of people are feeling. It uh, it it really kind of this whole monster set just kind of makes me not not hugely interested. Just not necessarily because the set, but because of what they've done to vampire, which seems what this set would be perfect for. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it would be. Um, now it, I I could see an interesting necromancer uh, like magic and necromancer build maybe making use out of this with the the whole self synergy thing. But otherwise, I don't know. I just don't think I'm super interested in that monster set. Mm -hmm. uh, and so let's move on to Stone Garden. Uh, talk about the sets that we get in there. So we have a, a light armor set called Elemental Catalyst. Um, so we get Max Magica, Spell Critical, and Max Magica. Um, and then whenever you deal flame, shock, or frost damage, you apply a stack of flame, shock, or frost weakness to the enemy for five seconds. Uh, each stack of an elemental weakness increases their critical damage taken by 6%. And an enemy can only have one stack of each elemental weakness at a time. So that's a lot to take in. Um, so... Basically, you know, flame shock or frost damage gives them uh, a stack of elemental weakness, uh, and they can only have one stack of each type, but they can have a stack of all three types simultaneously. So, mm -hmm. of course, my first thought is this is a force pulse set, right? The 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 destruction staff ability force pulse. It's a spammable, uh, and yep. every time you hit somebody with it, it deals flame shock and frost damage uh, every time. So yeah. you hit you hit somebody once with force pulse, they immediately have the maximum stacks from this set, and so they have 
they're taking 18% additional critical damage. Which is crazy. Yeah, this one to me immediately screams, you just throw this with, I think, is it Mother Sorrow that increases your spell crit by a crazy amount? Yeah. You just throw your crit numbers way up, and then you're going to be getting that extra crit damage. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to see how much extra damage that that would... I bet it would be a ton, especially like if you're a like a Khajiit Nightblade or Templar with extra crit amplifiers as well. Um, And the way this description for this set reads, I think that that enemy is taking additional crit damage from all sources. It doesn't say specifically just from you, so I mean it could be a significant debuff. Yeah, increases their critical damage taken by six percent. Doesn't say it by by uh, any specific person. And the fact that it's just. Man, just hit them once with force pulse, boom! That's the the full proc. You have it right there. It's that's yeah strong yeah. setup. And if you're if you're doing this setup, you know for, force pulse is probably going to be, you know, your your spammable, right? It would have to be. I would I would I would assume if you're using this set, it's you're planning to use force pulse with it. I, would, I can't imagine there's another simpler way to get yeah the, big, the, the full benefit out of this. But that's huge because you're essentially you're going to be putting this on everybody. Like you know, in a battleground, your your opposing teams just pretty much going to have this critical damage multiplier on them at all times. Well, yeah, and force pulse has a, a secondary effect where it uh, it deals splash damage to anyone who has a uh, I think a negative elemental effect on them uh, that's oh, nearby. Wow. <laughs> so it so you can apply this to multiple people potentially. Yeah. Um, so that's one to look out for. I think we're probably going to see uh, a number of Magicka builds using that. Seems really strong. Um, the medium armor set from this dungeon is called uh, Craglin's Howl. Gives you uh, weapon critical, stamina recovery, and weapon damage. And then the five piece, um, after an enemy you've recently damaged dies, you've let out a howl, granting three allies within 15 meters um, the head, <laughs> the heed of the call synergy. Um, activating the synergy gives you and the activator 12 ultimate, and that can happen every 20 seconds. So this is a wolf pack set. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be. Uh, uh, I feel like that's exactly what it's made for. I mean, it seems obviously werewolf themed, uh, and you know, uh, whenever someone you've damaged recently dies, you basically give yourself and someone else a bunch of ultimate so that you can stay in that werewolf form. Yep. You know, I've been. Uh, I have my my werewolf character ready. It's not built or leveled or anything, but this is set is probably going to find its way onto that build. It seems perfect. Plus, the werewolves have this call of the pack passive for so for every werewolf in the group, you get a ten percent cost reduction for your werewolf ultimate. So if you have that going plus this set, I mean, you're going to have a pretty easy time staying in that werewolf form. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Um, the heavy armor set is called Arcasis's Genius. You get max health, uh, you get a line of armor, and another line of max health. Uh, and this one is, I, I like the simplicity of this set. Whenever you drink a potion, you and three group members get 44 ultimate, and that can happen every 30 seconds. Uh, now, I was thinking about this. That 30 second cooldown doesn't matter at all because potions have a 45 second cooldown. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, um, so the 30-second cooldown makes no difference. Uh, yeah, I, I had joked with you earlier in the week of taking that set, the previous set we just talked about, the Craglin's Howl, and then just pairing it up with this set and just yeah. making just making a set that you just give your 
your teammates yeah. ultimate <laughs> you're the ultimate generator for them that could be cool yeah you're just like this ultimate generating machine for just, everyone yeah just feeding ultimate to your team that's a cool idea that's a that's a very davious idea too you love ultimate builds <laughs> i love ultimate that's, i feel like that's the that's the ultimate Davius build. Like, not That's only am right. I giving myself a bunch of ultimate, you're all getting a bunch of ultimate. Yeah, I'm forcing everybody to be yeah. an ultimate build. That's yeah. the way. That's the way to go. <laughs> uh, monster set in this dungeon is called Stone Husk. Uh, this is a weird one. So the one piece gives you a weapon critical, um, and then uh, the two piece, your heavy attacks tether you to the, uh, two enemies within ten meters for five seconds. And I guess the way that reads is like one heavy attack will tether you to all nearby enemies is how that seems to me. Wow, um, enemies, enemies touching the tether take 1906 physical damage every one second. That's a decent amount of damage. Uh, and you gain a stack of husk drain, uh, up to 15 stacks. Um, so when the tether ends, you consume those stacks uh, and gain 30 weapon damage per stack consumed for five seconds. So that's 450 total weapon damage. Uh, and then there's a 10 second cooldown. So it could, could be potentially like a, a big, like bursty set if you can utilize it right. It seems kind of yeah. like, like it might be hard to utilize it, though. Yeah, it sounds like if you can utilize it, it would be fantastic. But my my thing with these tether sets is that, I'm, you know, when you're in a battleground or you're in a, a PvP area, I guess in PvE it's totally different. You know, PvE is probably not that difficult. But um, from a PvP stance... It's so difficult to stay within these tether ranges, you know. I don't know if it it doesn't really talk about the range or if you break that tether or. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm assuming that if you go outside that ten meters, that it breaks it. Yeah, um, that's, that's what I assume. So, but yeah, um, that's the thing. Like most players, like they, you can clearly see that tether, and so you just you know. Yeah, just step, run away step, from it. Step back a little bit, and it's over. Um, so I don't know. From a from a PVE standpoint, I could see this being. Oh, really good in PVE. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see it being really, uh, really good in PVE, like burning down mobs and stuff like that. Uh, they do note as well that uh, this set is activated on heavy attacks, not just fully charged heavy attacks. So, so a medium attack would proc it as well. So something. To yeah. Pretty, pretty easy way to proc it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So, yeah, you. You basically it applies an AOE dot for five seconds, uh, and then that expires, and you're trading that dot for a weapon damage buff for five seconds, and it just kind of goes back and forth like that. It's interesting. It's again like neither one of these monster sets. I'm I'm not looking at either one of them saying like, ooh, I got to get that. It's really yeah. a couple of five piece sets that are really interesting. But I feel like monster sets in general lately have been not amazing. That's uh, well. It was the it was the introduction of the mythic items, and then they kind of nerfed a bunch they of the monster sets. Nerfed a bunch, yeah. And the and the new ones they've been introducing too. I just haven't been super crazy about. Yeah, they're not real. They're not real exciting. I mean, like we said, you know, that one you could maybe for a specific build you could probably work that one to be pretty good. Um, but it's nothing that just that just screams out, you know, really good. So that's all of the new armor sets. Uh, there's also been a lot of reworks to existing sets. Uh, I think just about every armor set in the entire game has been adjusted <laughs> at this point, or like between the last couple of patches and this patch. Uh, I'm not going to mention all of them because it would just take way, way too long. Uh, but we're, we're going to pick out some favorites and, and discuss those a little bit. Um, so just in general, they say that they've adjusted all item sets that have a radius check for friendly targets, 
um, to no longer target allies, but instead target group members only. And this is a very good step and a very positive direction, and I hope they continue uh, down this path. So it's mostly like support or healing sets that have like an AoE component to them. It, that the AoE heal is only going to be applying to group members, not just any friendly nearby. Um, so just some of the sets that this is going to apply to, Cold Harbor's favorite, Earth Gore, Powerful Assault, Redistributor, um, Vestment of Ol Olorime, however you pronounce that, uh, Winter's Respite. I notice Hedy's Hearth isn't on the, the list here, which I think is interesting because I, I assume that would apply to that one too, but it's not on here. But there's a bunch of others that I'm not mentioning. But just about any set that has an AoE heal to it, it's only going to be um, hitting uh, group members. This is something that I've heard a lot of people ask um, that they would make this apply to healing abilities, you know, like radiating regeneration or something. Make that only apply to group members, and that would probably have a huge impact on, like, Cyrodiil performance. So yeah. hopefully they're kind of heading in that direction, and maybe we'll see more of this. That's what I was going to say. Is this this what they've this change they've made here seems like the 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 cry from the Cyrodiil players what it's been. You know, they've been asking for this for a while, uh, but they've been more asking for it on healing ability. So it's interesting that they're starting it off with the the sets. Yeah. So let's go over some of these crafted sets again. There's a lot more than what we're just going to mention here. I'm just going to pick out my favorites. Uh, I figured we could talk about Cold Harbor's favorite Davius, since this is one of your favorite sets. Oh yeah, this is a. Uh, I think this is a huge uh, buff for this set. It's the the heal lasts a little bit longer, so it's going from four seconds to six seconds. Uh, mm -hmm. But it where it used to deal be a twelve thousand one hundred ninety heal, that's getting buffed to six thousand two hundred fifty four or sixteen. 16,000. Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. 16,254, sorry. 16K over six seconds rather than 12K over four seconds. So it's just being extended two seconds, basically. For Yeah, so for 4,000 buffs. So this is going to be, it's already a really strong heal, so it's only getting stronger. Um, you know, I use this set uniquely on my, on Davius, my main healer. Uh, so I'm excited about this. I think it's just only going to lead to stronger heals. Yeah, yeah, or or damage if you use it for that as well. Um, this next one I'm actually extremely excited about, uh, Redistributor. This is, a, this is a crafted healing set that no one has used for a long time just because it, it's been so weak. Uh, but they're, they're buffing it considerably now. Um, so now it procs whenever you overheal anyone rather than just overhealing yourself. Um, that's a big deal. Uh, they slightly decrease the healing. It's 2320 instead of 2347, so no big deal there. Um, uh, but then this is a big deal. Decrease the cooldown to one second instead of three seconds. So the fact that you can proc it by overhealing anybody, um, plus it only has a one second cooldown now, is this is a major, major buff to this set. Um, it's also, you know, this is a crafted set. So this is all of a sudden, like overnight, this just became like everyone's first healing set, I imagine. Like yeah. you, you just made a new character. You want to be a healer. You don't have any good gear right now. Craft yourself some redistributor. It's going to be great. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think, yeah, this is just, and not only is it just going to be your first healing set you get, but it's going to be a very, you know, it's easy to get, but it's it's a really, really powerful heal set. Yeah, it's a it's a really strong heal. I mean, 20, 23, 20 every one second, that's a strong hot. Yeah. Uh, also, what I really like about this set is uh, the two through four piece bonuses just give you max health, max magicka, max stamina. Uh, and it's a it's a crafted set, so you can you can make it in any weight that you want. 
Uh, and so I, I think I'm actually going to use this on my stamina warden. I have a stamina warden healer build uh, that I've I've really been struggling to to get the build just right, just the way I want it. Uh, and this specific set is one that I've been looking at for a while, uh, like wishing that they would buff it so that I could use it. Uh, and now I'm going to. I'm going to put it on that character. He's using powerful assault as well. Uh, you know, and a warden has... A stamina warden has some decent healing capability. I think this is going oh, to yeah. be an awesome build, actually. I'm really, really excited about this. When I read this, Ed, I really like the idea of pairing it with spell power cure. Yeah, that works because they both proc off of overhealing, so that yep. works really well. So, yeah. so you are actually, you know, as we always say, it's very easy to overheal, but now every single overheal that you're doing is not going to waste. It's actually every overheal you do has is getting uh, two benefits. So, yeah. It would work well with um, a sorcerer using Power Surge with radiating regen. You know, Power Surge uh, gives an AOE heal every time you do a, a crit heal. Mm -hmm. um, so just having this, these multiple layers of healing happening, I think, could work really nicely. Yep. Um, Shacklebreaker. Honestly, nothing big ch uh, changing with Shacklebreaker, but the one thing that they are doing is they're, they've reordered the two through four piece bonuses to better account for bar swapping. And I just wanted to point that out. That's something they do for uh, a few different sets. Um, it seems like, you know, they they are really trying to encourage, like, using these mythic items, using arena weapons and things like that. And, uh, you know, they're realizing that, especially in PvP, it's very, very common to have these these single bar setups. Uh, or even in PvE, too. You know, you have a master bow or a maelstrom bow or whatever on the back bar and then something else on the front bar. Um, and it's a challenge. You know, certain sets would be good. Um, except, you know, when you swap to your back bar, you lose not only the, the five-piece bonus, but also the four-piece bonus. And depending on what that four-piece bonus is, it might, it might not be great to lose, you know, say, maximum health every time you swap to the back bar or something like that. So they're just kind of switching these uh, two, three, four-piece bonuses uh, around so that you're not losing some important stat whenever you bar swap. I really like that. Yeah, I, I just really love how they're just going all in on this unique build setup where it's not just 5-5-2 five, five, monster set now. It's, yeah, they're really making it so that you can just be as creative as you want to be and, and just go for yeah. it. It, it, is, it, is the, it is the time for theory crafting right now. It is prime time theory crafting, and it's, uh, it's just so much fun. You know, we, we joked yeah. this week a lot about how uh, we'd, we'd be planning to do something or planning to play, and then we'd, you know, an hour and a half or two hours go by, we just were theory crafting the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had our we had our quote-unquote goon night last night, right? But we hardly really, like, did any, like, we were mostly, like, tinkering around with our characters, <laughs> yeah. like, in our inventory, like, messing around and stuff yeah. for, like, hours. Um, this next set, so... All right, they they made a mistake this week on PTS. They've already acknowledged it. Uh, I was like freaking out about this set. Uh, Torix Pact. This is already one of my favorite sets. It's a really really strong set. Um, so the the two piece is now armor rather than spell damage. So it's just going to be a little bit more appealing for stamina builds now rather than mainly uh, magicka builds. Um, they uh, increased the cooldown reduction for enchantments to thirty three percent up from 30%. Um, so that's a bit of a buff there. Uh, and then this is the line that was the mistake, okay? They say <laughs> they said increase the potency of enchantments to 90% up from 30%. Holy crap. 
Uh, and I think on PTS, actually, that is what it is, but it's an accident. It's supposed to be 45%. So they've they've acknowledged that on the forums. A developer chimed in on a, uh, on a forum discussion and said, whoops, that's a mistake. It's supposed to be 45%. Still a big buff up from 30%, um, mm-hmm. in- increased potency uh, to your enchantments. Um, if you've never used Torix Pactman, it is an incredibly powerful set. It just uh, you use this with uh, infused weapons, and it just juices up those glyphs so so much that they end up being your primary source of damage. You can seriously just light attack people to death. Uh, yep. Really strong. It's going to be even stronger. I was flipping out about that ninety percent though, <laughs> man. That was going to be outrageous. <laughs> I re- I read that ninety percent, and I it just it didn't. Even, I just immediately was like, oh, that will change. I there was no yeah, there was no way. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be light attacking people for like 20k. <laughs> um, ridiculous. Um, mechanical acuity also getting buffed a little bit. They removed the proc chance, so just dealing direct damage, guaranteed procs. This set that's really really nice. It, it had like a 15% proc chance before, so that's a huge buff. Um, so. We were kind of confused about this, right? So they say that this set now grants its guaranteed critical strike to any ability that can naturally critically strike rather than only attacks. So we're wondering if that means it applies to heals now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, if if it does mean heals, then this is I think it's huge for this set. Uh yeah. but you made a really good point is that they it's the wording they use. It says you know, naturally critically strike. That doesn't really sound like a heal, but it says rather than only attacks. So I'm confused on what, if it's not a yeah. heal, what would not be considered an attack? Uh, really interesting wording there. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder, like, if it's if it applies to heals now, like, why wouldn't they just say it applies to heals now? You know, <laughs> like, just right. say it like that. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but that does seem like, yeah, what else could it be? Uh, but that's... If that's the case, even if it's not, it's this set has is really really nice. It's a really nice buff. The fact that you get the guaranteed proc from uh, direct damage, plus if you get critical healing from it, I mean five straight seconds of one hundred percent critical damage and critical heals, and you can easily control that proc since it's a guaranteed proc now. Yep. Um. So you know you can just gap close to someone. It procs guaranteed, and now you have a five second window where you're doing where you're doing a ton of damage, and you have a whole lot of healing power. Uh, and five seconds can be a good amount of time in PvP. That can be enough time to to make some stuff happen for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's really nice. You know, once again they did this. They reordered the sets two through four piece bonus, uh, which is yep. only even more fantastic because this. This seems like a prime set for for a bar swap uh, opportunity. Yeah, they uh, kind of optimized those bonuses for bar swapping, and yeah, this is a perfect set to have active on only one bar because you want to be able to control that proc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we were talking about it earlier, right? Like you could have a setup like you have a master bow on the back bar, so you know that five piece bonus isn't active back there, so you can save it, hit your target with the master bow swap to the back bar, then do a gap closer. Now you're mechanical acuity procs when you're ready to, you know, really deliver your combo. Um, so yeah, really awesome, man. They're, they're yeah. just really dialing these things in so nicely. Man, I, as you were saying that, I thought about this set with that new uh, Unleashed Terror with that critically striking, and I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that could be... I mean, yeah. There's all of these, all of these combinations. It's going to be a, an extremely volatile environment. I mean, like I said, it already is. <laughs> it's just, it's just ramping it up more and more. It seems. 
And like they're really not giving us a ton of defensive options to compensate for all this extra damage being added, right? It's basically just it seems like we're just being encouraged to be more offensive, more aggressive. Yeah. Yep. Um which I don't know. I think I think I like that. I think I do. So that's uh, all the crafted sets I wanted to talk about. There's more than that that were touched on. That's just all I really wanted to, to talk about on those. Uh, let's talk about some of these Overland sets. Uh, and we'll start with Armor of the Trainee. And re remember, this is in the, on the Gold Vendor this week. Uh, and you might want to get in on this because I think this, are, this set is being significantly buffed, uh, in my opinion. Um, so this set is now a three-piece set instead of a five-piece set. Um, and each piece gives you a bonus. Uh, so you, if you equip one piece, you get a one-piece bonus. If you, get, if you equip two pieces, you get the one and two-piece bonus, and so on. Uh, and each piece just gives you a maximum stat. One piece gives you max health, two pieces gives you max magicka, three piece gives you max stamina. And it's 1454 of each yeah, stat. Yeah, a lot so of max. A pretty, pretty good amount, more than like a typical five piece, like two through four set bonus would give you. Um, what's really nice about this, I mean, there's so, there's so many things. So these sets, uh, these come in any weight uh, and any item type, any kind of weapon, jewelry, body piece, anything like that. Um, so it's just a great option to have for, for rounding your builds out, especially, you know, mythic items are in the game now. Arena weapons are more accessible than ever. So, like, you're trying to work these different things into your build, and a lot of the time you'll find that you have, like, one or two empty slots that you need to fill up with something. Um, and this is perfect because you can just slide in one, two, or all three pieces of this set just to just to fill your build out, and you're getting some really good stats from that. Um, really cool. Yeah, this really is just this is going to be maybe the most kind of extra plug-in set uh, out there now. Yeah, yeah, I think so because it doesn't have to be like you know we have these three-piece sets like uh, like agility and willpower, and, and those are nice. Uh, but that's those are only jewelry and weapons, nothing else, uh, and you don't really get much for just equipping one piece from those. You know, whereas with this, you you get quite a bit, uh, and it comes in any weight, any item type. Uh, so it's just going to be yeah, just you know, you need a random shoulder piece or whatever to yeah. to just fill things out with. Um, I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah, I think this is fantastic. I even can see the one piece kind of. You know, a lot of people are just doing one piece monster sets. For a buff, I yeah. can see even people using this over monster sets just to get that 454 health. That's a lot of health. Yeah, absolutely. Another Overland set, uh, Beekeeper. Uh, so the three and four piece bonuses are now maximum health uh, rather than health recovery. Uh, so that means that um, all of the two through four piece bonuses are now max health. Um, and then they, uh, for the five piece bonus, they increase the health recovery that it grants to 900 up from 400. So this is a really big buff to this set. So yeah. uh, adding two lines of max health makes this set a lot more useful because max health is a is a stat that you can convert into other stats way more easily than health recovery. Yep. Right. Like you you have two lines of health recovery, you're kind of stuck with health recovery, and, and you can't really trade that for much else. Whereas with max health, you can trade that for stamina. You can trade that for magicka. You can even convert that into stamina recovery if you wanted to uh you know there's a lot you can do with max health so it's, it makes it a lot easier um to just dial dial your build in uh, and get your stats where you like them so that's that's a big uh you know advantage there 
Plus, with the buff that they're giving to the to the five piece bonus, this set gives you way more overall health recovery than it did before anyway. So it's just all around nothing but a buff. Yeah. Um, so the total health recovery that this set gives you right now on the live live server is 660. And, you know, we're going to be getting 900 from just the five piece um, after this patch, if you know, if it goes live like this. So more health recovery, more max health, more versatile set, big time buff to this set. Yeah, this really is just a huge buff to the set. I mean, makes it so much easier to use uh, with the max health, like you said. Uh, I can see this set going into rotation a lot more often now. Uh, Briarheart, this is one of our favorite sets. You and I both use this set on, on different characters. Yep. Um, so they slightly reduced the healing that this set gives. It, uh, it gives you 350 instead of 378. I don't think that's a big deal. Um, they removed the proc chance, so it's a guaranteed crit now. Whenever you deal critical damage, um, the set procs. Um, as far as uh, what it does when it procs, it's still the same. You get 450 uh, damage for 10 seconds, and, and you get that, that heal whenever you critical, critically strike. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, slightly less healing, but the fact that there's uh, no proc chance now, I think overall that amounts to a buff. Yeah, I, I can see yeah, I, I agree. I think that you know it's only a twenty-eight reduction in healing, but I feel I feel like them taking away the proc chance, it's actually gonna, it's gonna come out to more healing now because it's it's gonna be up so more so much more often. Yeah, you'll have less downtime. So that's cool. I just want to touch on that just because you and I both like that set so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Draugr's Heritage. Um, this one I think might see a bit more use uh, after this year. So. Uh, it's going to increase the healing that the set gives you to 8750, up from 7000. Uh, they're reducing the cooldown big time to seven seconds, down from 20 seconds. That's a huge buff there. Huge reduction. Um, and just a reminder for what this set does: whenever you take damage when you're under 35% health, you knock down all enemies within four meters, uh, and you heal. Um, and that can happen every. Well, right now, that can happen every 20 seconds. Uh, but after this change, that can happen every seven seconds. I think that's quite a buff. Yes, that's huge. You know, there's so many of these sets that have this five piece where it's when you take damage and you're at 35, 35% and you knock down all enemies within four meters. There's a lot of sets that have that uh, uh, ability, but they're all these crazy cooldowns. And so to see this one go down to that massive reduction in cooldown to seven seconds. Uh, yeah. That's huge. You know, we always, I don't know about you, I always look at these sets and I just always skim over them. It's like, oh, that's one of those ones that when you take damage when you're under 35% health, it, it knocks them all down and then does something. Uh, this, I think, it, you know, I don't know if this is like a test where they're doing it to this one to see how it works out and maybe the other ones will kind of follow suit later on. But uh, definitely taking a set that I don't, I don't know anybody who uses that set. I could definitely see people making a great use out of it now. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could be an absolute, like, Maybe it'd be a decent 1VX set. I don't know. I mean, but, you know, yeah. just I could see like there being several situations where that just kind of bails you out of a, of a bad situation, you know. Um, yeah. Seems seems decent. Yeah, it's a really strong heal. But, I mean, knocking all enemies down within four meters seems, I mean, that's a yeah. big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like if you're surrounded by multiple people, you know, you, you get a you get a nice little burst heal. You knock everyone down. So you get a second to, to breathe, go hide behind a wall or something. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I have a feeling we're probably going to see because that's just that's got cheese written all over it, and people love cheese, <laughs> you know. So I feel like we're going to be seeing that. Yep. 
Uh, just a quick uh, word about Griffin's Ferocity. This set, uh, when it procs, now lasts 10 seconds, up from three seconds. I think Christopher ESO is going to be happy about that one, his favorite <laughs> set. That's a that's a that's a pretty massive buff. I mean, three huge seconds buff. to ten seconds is huge. Yeah, and that's a like that proc gives you. Um, I think it's minor expedition and um, the the critical damage buff. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Seventh Legion. They decreased the weapon and health recovery uh, down to three forty one from three fifty. So just a very slight nerf there. Um, but they increase the duration and cooldown uh, to 15 seconds. That's up from 10 seconds. I think that's a really, really nice uh, thing right there. Yes. Um, and that 15 second duration actually makes this perfect for a stam sort because that's the exact duration of their armor buff. Uh, and their armor buff, of course, it's um, it's a very obvious visual indicator. So you can just clearly see, oh, my armor buff just dropped off. That means my damage buff dropped off as well. So you just activate your armor buff. Your damage buff comes right back. Uh, so it's nice that they line up like that. It's only that's only true for a stam sork though. Um, so, but. well, even even yeah, even still, I mean, I use this set on my uh, my stam plar, and uh, it's still that's still I I'm looking at this as a huge buff because um, you know we've talked about kind of the unique part of this is that it's it's up for ten seconds, but you have to wait for the ten seconds for it to go down. Yeah, and so you have to kind of carefully time it. So making that longer, uh, I definitely think it is a big buff to this set. Yeah, that's always the thing that I don't like about this set is uh, you can't refresh the duration early. Like the the duration mm -hmm. and the cooldown are ten seconds. So if I recast my armor buff at nine seconds, it doesn't refresh. I, it's gonna you know it's gonna fall off the next second later, and I have to recast my armor buff again mm -hmm. to reproc it. Um, so that'll yeah that'll definitely uh, alleviate that a little bit. Um, Shadow of the Red Mountain. Um, so I don't know. It's a it's a it's a buff and a nerf. Uh, they cut the damage by quite a bit. It's fifty nine eighteen instead of eight thousand, but there's no longer a proc chance. And I think the proc chance was like eight percent before. So I don't know. That maybe that's a pretty big buff actually. Yeah, that'll it'll be interesting. That that might take some testing. But uh, you actually use this set, don't you? You did. I ha I have used it. I'm not using it right now, but I, it's in the inventory. Uh, but what's the thing is, I think the cooldown on this thing is two seconds. Um, wow. So, I mean, 59.18 guaranteed every two seconds sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, the way it is right now on live, the cooldown's two seconds. But because it's a, a low proc chance, you're definitely not getting it every two seconds. So it makes sense that they're reducing that damage since it's guaranteed now. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty nice. Uh, Swamp Raider, uh, they uh, increased the weapon damage of your poison and disease attacks uh, by 600. They, that's up from 450, so that's a pretty big buff. Uh, and this is a set that I was uh, toying around with on my uh, Stamina Necromancer, and I, I logged on to PTS and tried it out again uh, with this buff. It's I mean, it definitely is stronger, but I still think that uh, the other sets that I was looking at are still a little bit better. Um, but big buff there to that set. Uh, and the Sword Singer and Sword Dancer. These are the sets that uh, increase the damage of your dual wield abilities or your or your two handed abilities specifically. Uh, they got the same treatment. They're going to add 600 damage to those abilities rather than 450. Yeah, uh, you use at least one of these sets, right? Yep, I use Sword Singer um, uh, with my Stamina Necro. Uh, so I'm super excited about this. You know, I'll take yeah. an extra 150 weapon damage. I 
you know, just like you said with Swamp Raider and Sword Singer and Sword Dancer, I'm <laughs> I am slightly bummed because it seems like they're taking these specific damage sets and buffing them. And mm-hmm. my Stam Warden, I use innate axiom, innate axiom and automatons. And I would love if, if just one of those got the same treatment. Yeah, they're not doing it to those. Nope. But I'm still excited about this because this is going to be, you know, this is just a flat 150 weapon damage buff to my Stam Necro, which, hey, that's fantastic. Yeah, pretty nice. So I think that's all the Overland sets I wanted to talk about. Um, let's move on to some dungeon sets that have been reworked. Um, so Burning Spellweave, man, this has been one of the best sets in the game for for a really long time still a very very good set um especially for magic of dragon knights um so they're reducing the spell damage that it grants just a little bit it's going to be 490 instead of 525 uh, but it no longer has a proc chance and of course you're seeing a pattern here right every basically every set that has a proc chance there's no more proc chance and this is because of um this is a performance related decision that they're making right it's just less uh, math that the server has to do uh, when they do it this way. So instead of having proc chances, they're just like reducing cooldowns or changing the amount of damage uh, that things do and then giving them a guaranteed proc chance. Um, and, you know, the, the idea is that um, probably the overall performance of the, the set is going to be similar, but the performance of the game hopefully will overall be better because of it. So Burning Spell Weave no longer has a proc chance and it deals uh, slightly less damage or it gives you slightly less uh, of a damage buff. So what that means to me is this is no longer a Dragon Knight set because uh, as, as it has been up to this point, um, basically Dragon Knights are the only class that deal enough flame damage to consistently proc this set and get enough of a benefit out of it to make it worthwhile. Um, um, that's not going to be the case anymore since it has a guaranteed proc chance. I mean, anyone with a, a fire staff is going to be just as effective as a Dragon Knight with this set. Um, so, I mean, not to say it's bad for a Dragon Knight. It's still good for a Dragon Knight, but... I, I think it's a it's a good change, but it's it's kind of crazy, you know, because it's like this has been the DK set for, like, the beginning of time. So <laughs> to think of it not as a DK set anymore is, is kind of wild. Yeah. I mean, there was a period of time when this was the meta pve dps set for every magicka build uh that's been quite some time though and this has really been specifically the mag dk set for a few years now um combat physicians so they got me really excited about this one and then i got really bummed about this uh, as i kept (laughs) reading so uh the cooldown is now per target rather than uh for the set uh, which is awesome. Uh, that's a, it's something that I've been wanting to happen for a long time. So that means this can proc uh, over and over again on different multiple targets simultaneously. Uh, but they reduce the shield size significantly. It's uh, the shield size is now forty three oh eight instead of ninety five oh six, and in PvP that gets cut in half. So it's a two thousand damage shield in PvP. Uh, it's real bummer. It's not not usable at all. Yeah, probably still not- usable in PvE. Probably all right. But uh, yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. Um, this next set, Sheer Venom. This is one that I farmed recently just to try it out. And it is a good set. And I think I'm going to have to test it out uh, some more after this. So now um, it's going to deal um, 87.66 uh, damage over six seconds. Uh, but now it's going to deal up to 100% more damage to targets below 100% health. So the the tooltip that eighty seven sixty six that's that's a slightly buffed tooltip. It was eighty four twenty eight before, so basically the same amount of damage, slightly more. But then it ramps up as your enemy loses health, and 
They don't say exactly where it caps out. I'm guessing when they get down into execute range, like around 25% health is probably when you're going to be at that that one close to that 100% um, amplifier there. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty cool. It's a it's a really cool because this set procs from an execute ability. So what you do is um, you use poison injection, right? That's a dot, but it's also an execute ability. Uh, so as your target is losing health, um, that thing keeps ticking. It's going to keep procking this set, and, and as they lose health, this set is doing more and more and more damage. Uh, and then when they get down in execute range, of course, poison injection starts doing its execute damage as well. So I could see this being a set where, you know, you get someone kind of low on health and then they have a really hard time climbing back up out of that. Um, and spell power cure, slight buff to this. Uh, now when you overheal someone, it's a guaranteed proc rather than a 50% chance. So it's just guaranteed to happen anytime you overheal anyone. Yeah, that's a nice little buff right there for spell power cure. Yeah. Nice little buff for Spell Power Cure, a little buff for the server. Everybody wins. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> uh, so that's the dungeon sets. Uh, there are some trial sets here. Um, so um, there's a kind of a like a batch of changes here. I'll just read this really quick. Uh, the following sets now affect you and five other group members rather than you and three other allies. Um, so five group members rather than three allies. Uh, and the duration of the set is now determined by the amount of ultimate sp- ultimate points that you spend. Uh, so one second uh, for every 14 ultimate used. Uh, so the sets affected by that are Automated Defense, Master Architect, War Machine, and Inventor's Guard. Um, so those things basically is just going to apply to half your raid group rather than just three random allies. Uh, and, the, and the duration is determined by how many ultimate points you spend. Healing Mage. This is a set that I use on my uh, Magicka Necromancer Healer. It's a really good set and they're changing it a bit. I don't know if it's for the. I don't know if it's a good change or a bad change. It's it, it's it's a change. Uh, so this set now uh, reduces nearby enemies' weapon and spell damage by 286 for five seconds, rather than uh, just weapon damage by 430 for three seconds. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit to unpack there. So for one, I kind of liked that it only applied uh, to weapon damage because. It, it has a short radius. I think it only has like an 8 or 10 meter radius. And, uh, you know, most enemies that are within that range, their, their stamina builds spamming Dizzying Swing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like I would rather have a, a bigger damage reduction for just stamina builds. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But it is nice to be able to apply that to Magicka builds. You do have melee Magicka builds too. You have Mag Decays, you have Mag Plars, things like that. Um, so, you know, this will apply to them. Plus... Lasting five seconds rather than three seconds is going to make it way, way easier to maintain uh, a decent uptime on this ability. Because right now, on my uh, mag crow, I have to do this crazy, crazy rotation um, just to keep this debuff active on people. Uh, and this will, this is going to let me like be able to relax at least once in a while and not, not worry so much about that. That was my big question is what does the three seconds to five seconds do for you? And it sounds like that's quite a bit above. It's going to make a huge difference, yeah. So I still, I still really like this set. Definitely going to keep using it, for sure. Um, Poisonous Serpent. This is, uh, this is a set that I do use. This is a set that I have landed on for my uh, Stamina Necromancer. Um, so they're increasing the damage to 39.45 from 3,000. That's almost a 33% damage increase, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, they uh, increase the cooldown to 2 seconds up from 1 second, so that sounds bad, but... 
uh, they removed the proc chance. It had a 50% proc chance before. Now it's a guaranteed proc. So, you know, whereas before I was getting on average about a proc every other second, now I'm guaranteed to be getting a proc every single second. Oops, I meant two seconds. Uh, and it's more damage now. So definitely happy with that change. Not mad at all. Yeah, that, that seems like overall just a, a slight buff. Yeah, totally. Um, Yandir's Might. This is a weird one. This is a set that we were pretty excited about in the past, although I don't think we've ever actually used it, but we just have really liked the idea of this set. And, uh, man, I don't know. They're doing some weird stuff with it here. So, so each stack of, so each stack of Giant's Endurance now grants 74 weapon damage rather than 60, 69 stamina recovery. Um, and then the cooldown for generating these stacks has been, been reduced to 0.5 seconds instead of one second. It's, it's a weird thing. So the reminder, what this set does, when you deal critical damage, you gain a stack of Giant's Endurance, which gives you 69 stamina recovery. You can get up to five stacks. Um, so you get these stacks of stamina recovery, and then whenever you feel like it, you can do a heavy attack, and you consume those stacks of recovery and trade them for Giant's Might, which gives you 111 weapon damage for each one of those stacks that you consume. So it's just, we always thought this was such a cool set because it's a sustain set. And then whenever you're ready, it turns into a damage set. And you can kind of choose when you want to be in one mode versus the other. Such a cool idea for a set. So now what we're doing is the stacks, instead of giving you stamina recovery, the stacks are giving you weapon damage. And then you do a heavy attack to trade that weapon damage for more weapon damage. Right? Yeah. I I think I would think... I mean, I guess it depends on the situation, but with the way they have it set up now, wouldn't it be better just to hold on to the stacks? I mean, I wonder what the, what's the difference bet between... So there's 74 weapon damage per stack. If you use the heavy attack, you get 111 weapon damage per stack, which is nice for the burst, but after you do that, then you lose your stacks, right? Because when you lose the stacks, right. you get that weapon damage buffer. I don't remember how long, but... Yeah, exactly. So yeah... It might just be better just to keep the stacks forever and never do that heavy attack, right? Because then you have to gain those yeah, stacks back after that. Yeah, I, this set, this is all, this is a set that when they first announced it, we were really excited about. Thought it was a really cool set, cool idea for a set. And it seems that ever since they released that, they've been tweaking it. And and at least in my opinion, it's been every tweak they've made, it's been a little bit less and less appealing. <laughs> I'm betting that on their end of things, it probably just isn't getting used a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 a really cool idea for a set, but I just I think just not a lot of people are actually using it, and so they're trying to make it more appealing. It's just like the whole idea of this set is like completely ruined. Like you you trading one one thing for another was so cool, and now you're not mm -hmm. trading anything for anything. You get damage, and then you can trade it for damage. It's just strange. It's a yeah. strange change. And I don't think it's going to make it any more popular either. It seems like it just kind of, they, they sacrificed all the uniqueness of the set to just say, ah, just, just give it weapon damage. Damage and then more damage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Powerful Assault. This is a set that I use on my Stamina Warden Healer that's still kind of in the works. Um, so now it's going to grant uh, 307 weapon and spell damage to group members within a 10 meter radius for 10 seconds. Uh, rather than 164 weapon and spell damage to group members within a 15 meter radius for 15 seconds. So buffed and nerfed, right? It gives a, a lot more damage uh, to those players, but mm -hmm. the, the radius has been reduced, right? 10 meters instead of 5 meters. 
Um, and then yep. the duration has been reduced 10 seconds instead of 15 seconds. Or did I say five meters? 10 meters instead of 15 meters, 10 seconds instead of 15 seconds. Yeah. I actually think this is a buff just because, you know, if you're if you're a healer, you know, if you've got a good group, they really should stay with, you know, you should be staying with the healer. So this just kind of encourages that a little well, bit Well, what more. I really liked about the 15 meter radius is um, the... Um, the vigor, the friendly vigor morph, or that it actually uh, heals your your allies, um, mm -hmm. that has exactly a 15 meter radius, and it's an assault ability, so it procs the set. Um, so it was perfect. You you just, you just know, okay, if I hit somebody with vigor, that means they're getting this buff because they have the exact same radius. Yeah. Uh, so now you don't have that guarantee, um, but still, you're getting a lot more damage from it. Uh, it's a, it's definitely a good thing. It actually gives more damage than spell power cure gives now. Yeah, 307 weapon and spell damage buff. That's a yeah, huge buff. Really nice. So um, my stamina warden healer, I think, is going to like really come into place now. This set was just like his main set is getting buffed. Uh, plus that redistributor set that I've been wanting to use is getting buffed as well. So I think he's finally going to be in a really, really good place and like be a, a seriously yeah. legitimate healer. It's going to be a real nice setup. Um. Some monster sets were reworked as well. The couple I want to talk about, uh, Bloodspawn. So they kind of have unnerfed it a little bit. Um, so they increased the armor rating that it grants you uh, to 30, 3731 up from 3300. So just a slight increase there. Uh, and then here's the big one. They increased the ultimate, uh, the ultimate that it grants you to 13 up from 8. Uh, and remember, Davis, you reminded me of this uh, the other day. They reduced the cooldown on this thing when they touched on this last time. So even though you know it was 14 ultimate before, um, now it's 13 ultimate, but it procs more often. So you're actually getting more ultimate overall than you were before. Yep, I'm super excited about this. Blood spawn is is back to being a you know a a major ultimate generating yeah. uh, set. So and and you know me, I'm I'm all about the ultimate and the armor is nice. I don't even really read that line yeah. on this set. I just just give me more ultimate. Yeah, it's really nice. Ha very very happy to see that. And, I, and and dragon knights everywhere rejoice, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and uh, the other monster set I wanted to talk about. This is a really good change on uh, Grothdar. So this set now only activates if you are within eight meters of the enemy, since that's the the radius that it uh, that it deals damage in. Uh, that's super super nice. I use Grothdar on my um, Magicka Templar. Uh, and the way in PvP, the way I do my Templar, you know, I'll first I'll start off at range. I'll hit him with uh, Entropy to get my uh, damage buff, and then I'll hit him with um, Power of the Light, and uh, and then I'll gap, gap close to actually attack them. Uh, but a lot of the time, you know, Grothdar will proc while I'm at range, and then by the time I gap close, the proc is gone, and I'm not getting to benefit from it anymore. So this change will make it so that. Grothar's not going to proc until I do that gap closer, um, so I get to I get to save it. It's really nice. Yeah, that that seems that's one of those things. It's a very very subtle change, but I do think it'll make a big difference for an already really great set. Yeah, yeah. Oh, super. Very, this set is has become super popular in PvP here lately because I think you know a, a bunch of monster sets were nerfed recently, and I think Grothar is one of the few that really wasn't nerfed, uh, and it's still very very strong. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's a very good change. Happy about that. Uh, and then for mythic items, the only one I wanted to talk about was the Thracian Stranglers, uh, and uh, it's a weird one. I don't, I don't know about this one. So 
They reduced the spell damage granted per stack to 92, down from 150. That's a pretty big reduction. Uh, and then they reduced the penalties per stack to 1% instead of 2%. Um, so, you know, 1% additional damage taken. So I think total stacks, you're taking uh, 20% additional damage instead of 40%. Hmm. Um, and then this is the one that I just really don't know about. The stacks from this set now last 30 seconds and refresh every time you gain a stack rather than being permanent. Uh, and then the last thing, this uh, the set also grants weapon damage instead of just spell damage. So stamina builds can use it now too. The the 30 second thing I think is what kills this set, at least for PvP, totally destroys it. Because the way people were using this, right, is they would go into Cyrodiil, they would go to a resource, kill everything there. Now they have all their stacks and then they they continue on and uh, and do some PvP. Yeah. That's not gonna be possible now. You know, you go take out a resource and then you know, it's going to probably be more than 30 seconds before you find an actual player to fight. So you're going to lose those stacks. It's totally not a PvP set anymore, unless maybe you're an Imperial City. It's the mythic item that me and you have always been kind of the least intrigued by. Uh, and and this kind of even lowers the intrigue a little bit more. So I don't know, maybe maybe adding weapon damage opens opens this up to some more some more build ideas, but... I just, me personally, I'm just still not intrigued by this. I, I don't have a build where I, I want to use this on. I think I want to try it on my PvE Magblade. I think it could be really good on that character for specifically PvE. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, you know, before this, I was really thinking like, man, I think I might try to make some sort of like paper cannon PvP build. I think that could be fun. Uh, but now that's just right out the window, man. That's just not even possible, at least not with the Thrasian Stranglers. So, um, why don't we take a quick break, uh, and we'll come back and finish out talking about what's going on in these patch notes. So we will be right back. We have uh, some more to get into here. That's all the armor set uh, discussion that we uh, wanted to get into. There's a lot more than that. Uh, but we just picked out, you know, kind of the juicy ones that we we really wanted to talk about. Um, so let's move right on um, and talk about some of these skill changes that are happening with classes and weapons and stuff like that. Um, we'll start off with Dragon Knight. Um, so their Inhale ability, uh, the Deep Breath Morph, uh, is getting an additional 25% damage uh, with uh, whenever it explodes at the end. Uh, and then the Draw Essence Morph uh, is getting buffed. It's going to heal for 150% of the damage done instead of uh, 100%. So both both morphs getting a bit of a buff there. It's already a pretty good ability, so uh, it's it's nice to see it uh, get brought up just a little bit. Yeah, that just that's just you know kind of a buff on both abilities. Just overall nice little buff there. I think that's, that's only good things from that. For sure, we love buffs. <laughs> that's Give us right. All the buffs. <laughs> um. Necromancer, uh, the Grave Grasp ability, and they they gave us a little preview on what they were wanting to do with this uh, a week or so ago. So uh, now we're seeing it in the notes. So this is the ability where you toss those uh, those three like dark circles on the ground, and it applies a minor maim and a root to to the people that it hits. Uh, so they've changed it now. So so now that the first circle is going to apply a thirty percent snare, um, the second circle is going to do a four second immobilization. And the third circle is going to apply a three-second stun to, I think, each one of those circles, only, that, that effect only applies to one person standing in it. Um, and they say that um, 
you know, they're, they're wanting to make this ability more enticing because according to their data, this is the least used ability in the Necromancer's skill line. So they're trying to spice it up a bit. Uh, I just don't know if this is going to be enough. I think they need to keep trying here. Uh, I think it's, I think they're kind of on the right track of adding a stun to it. That definitely makes it more appealing. But the fact that that stun is only in that third circle makes it weird. You know, you have to be exactly the right distance away from your target. You can't be too close. You can't be too far away. Um, so, yeah. you know, I just, I just don't know about that. Yeah. I just look at this as a, it's a, you know, as a crowd control ability and they already have, you know, they have the totem ability, which is one of the, one of the, in my opinion, one of the best crowd control abilities in the game. Uh, yeah. And I just can't see anybody, it, you know, with your bar setup, there, you know, you only have so many slots. And so I just can't see anybody putting this in their bar uh, over that totem. The, the totem seems a lot better than this for a, from a crowd control standpoint. So I just, I still don't think yeah. anybody's going to be using this. And like on my, uh, on my Magcro, uh, it's a healer. Um, the biggest competitor to this skill on, on my bar, I think is a wall of elements from the destruction staff uh, skill line. So I use a, I use a frost staff, a charged frost staff. And, and, so with that, Wall of Elements does a lot of what Grave Grasp does, but I think it, it does it better. You know, uh, it it's um it's frost damage, and and my and the my staff is charged, so I have a really high chance of applying the chilled status effect, which applies minor maim just like Grave Grasp does. Um, plus, it's immobilizing people, and it's slowing them down, and it's dealing damage to them. Um, and it covers a huge area and I don't have to worry about if I'm too close or too far or whatever. It just does the same thing no matter what, you know, it just seems better to me. Um, so I like, you know, I, I, I definitely love the fact that they, they look at that data. They say, nobody likes this skill. Let's make it better. I think they just need to keep trying on this one. Yeah. I mean, that's a great sign that they're, they're looking at that data and they're, and they're, you know, it means they're looking at that data in, in multiple places and they're seeing. Uh, and so they're making changes. So a great sign from that standpoint. I just think that they're gonna have to do a little bit more for to make this ability more used. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on and talk about Nightblade. Some cool stuff happening here. So um, the Grim Focus ability. This is their. Uh, this is Nightblade's main burst attack. Uh, and if you've never played a Nightblade, uh, what this ability does is whenever you uh, do damage with a light attack, it gives you uh, a stack. Uh, and then um, each one of those stacks will um, reduce your damage taken by 2%. You can get up to five stacks. Uh, and then when you get those five stacks, you can activate the ability again and you you lose those stacks, but it fires this really hard hitting ability at your target. Uh, it's their, you know, one of, one of the main ways that Nightblades do huge amounts of damage. And it's one of the main ways that they kind of are tanky and can, can survive a lot of damage. So they're changing it. So that this ability now grants 2% critical damage and healing per stack rather than reducing your damage taken by 2% per stack. I think that is a fantastic change for Nightblades. Uh, you know, Nightblades are a crit-based class, so anything crit-related is going to be a great thing for them. Uh, and this is also, you know, they say that uh, this is in order to help this ability feel more aggressive and assassination-oriented, which is exactly what a Nightblade needs. We are seeing far too many tanky Magblades out there. It makes no sense for this stealthy assassin to just be like straight up face tanking a group of four players. 
Um, so I'm glad to kind of see them be more encouraged to be offensive, aggressive, maybe a bit more glassy. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, we've talked about a long time, for a long time now, about how this weird, tanky Nightblade, uh, you know, this common tanky Nightblade out there, uh, how it just doesn't fit the class. It's 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 a good yeah, it's build, weird. but it just doesn't fit the class. Nightblade, of all the classes, should be almost the most glass cannon, you know, and in, in, in is if you're looking at all the classes, it's always been, this is the high single target damage class. It's stealthy, it's assassin. Uh, and so it's just, it's just been weird for a really long time to see how tanky some of these night blades are, especially some of these mag blades. And so uh, changing it back to kind of the roots and the, and the idea of the class is, I think is a fantastic change. Yeah. And, you know, you get all five stacks and that's, that's an extra 10% critical damage and critical healing uh you know if you happen to be a khajiit you get that's another 10 percent critical damage and healing from your um from your race passives there uh plus nightblades have other uh you know crit bonuses as well so it's just it's it's a really really good change it's very self-synergistic I, I like it a lot um another change that's happening here is the master assassin passives being changed a little bit so uh the weapon and spell damage that it grants you uh, now applies to your damaging attacks against enemies that you are flanking uh, rather than giving you a universal amount while the, while you are sneaking or invisible. Uh, and the amount that it gives is now a flat 258 weapon and spell damage rather than plus 10%. And that's like, that's in alignment with what they've been doing. You know, they've been doing that for a few patches now, like any kind of percent bonus, they're changing it to a flat amount. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of getting the same treatment that Surprise Attack got recently, right? It's no longer encouraging you to use stealth, but they want you to flank your enemies instead. Um, this is actually a really, really good change for for PvE because, you know, if you're a PvE, say, Stamblade, you're not using stealth in a boss fight whatsoever, but you are flanking the boss almost certainly, right? Yeah. So, so this is a passive that you really PvE Nightblades weren't getting to benefit from before. Now they do. That's nice. All right, let's talk about sorcerers. And this might take up a little bit of time because some really, really interesting <laughs> things are happening for sorcerers, especially stamina sorcerers. Um, so Crystal Shard, this is like the most, maybe one of the most iconic abilities uh, for a sorcerer. So they have reduced the cast time of this ability and it's morphs to 800 milliseconds down from one second. Um, and then they reduce the damage done from these abilities by approximately 21%. Big, big damage nerf. Huge nerf. Uh, they also slightly, slightly reduce the cost, 2700 instead of 2970. Um, and then these abilities, they say, have a new affix where uh, after you successfully cast it, your next non-ultimate ability used within three seconds costs 10% less. So that's actually a pretty big uh, sustain buff right there. Um, and so then the Crystal Frags morph, um, this ability can now proc itself. So you could potentially get back-to-back-to-back Crystal Frags. Really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that quite makes up for the 21% damage nerf. It seems considerable. Yeah. And what's funny is I feel like this isn't the ability that people have been asking to get nerfed. I feel like Mage's Wrath is the ability that people yeah. want to get nerfed, not, not this one. But anyway... Um, and then they further, they slightly, they further reduce the damage of crystal frags by another 1%. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting. Cause I mean, crystal frags is it's, it's always a heavy hitter, you know, and 
But I mean, it, it seems like they kind of made all these little real nice changes to it. And then they just kind of slid in there. Oh, by the way, it's a 21% damage reduction. And it's like, oh man, that is. It's a, it's a major damage reduction. And, you know, Crystal Frags by itself isn't really all that big of a deal. It's the fact that, you know, you can line it up with the Haunting Curse and then and then have a Mage's Wrath right behind it. That, yep. that full combo is what's really tough. Crystal Frags by itself isn't isn't really all that tough. I think it's Mage's Wrath is really the thing that needs to be looked at there. I don't know. Maybe this maybe this uh, starts a change where every Mag Sork doesn't use the same rotation. <laughs> if that's the maybe. case, I'm excited about that. But um, I don't know. I it, it You know, I think this kind of like what we were saying with the Necromancer ability, kind of on the ultimates, the, the other side of it. But, you know, if they're looking at abilities and seeing the least used ability and they're making buffs, maybe they're looking at, they looked at, you know, Crystal Shard and Crystal Frag and said, okay, every single Magsorc has this ability. Maybe we want to change it up to where it's not every single one of them is using it. Possibly so. I mean, I definitely, I know they definitely are motivated by that sometimes. It seems like anything that becomes super popular is definitely going to get nerfed at some point. That's what created the saga of Dizzying Swing. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. Okay, but the really interesting thing about uh, what's changing with this ability is the Crystal Blast Morph. Okay, this thing is being totally reinvented. So um, it's been reworked into a Stamina Morph um, and has been renamed Crystal Weapon. It's now an instant cast ability that causes your next light or heavy attack made within four seconds to deal additional damage. Uh, and they say that that damage is equal to the standard spammable amount, such as Lava Whip or Veiled Strike. Um, and then uh, enemies hit by this ability will have their armor reduced by up to 1,000. I guess if it's fully ranked, it's, it's 1,000. Um, so, man, there's a lot to unpack here, right? Yeah. So, number one... I think this is something that sorcerers in general have been asking for for a long time, a class spammable. Now, it's only, this is only for stam sorks, so, you know, mag sorks don't get to have it, but that's not a big deal, I don't think, but that's significant. It's a, it's a class spammable. Sorcerers have never had that before. Um, and if you're like me and you're reading this description, your first thought is, that sounds a lot like the Sigic Order ability, Crushing Weapon. Right, and let me just remind you of what that ability does. Uh, infuse your weapon uh, with power, causing your next light attack used within two seconds to deal additional damage equivalent to a spammable's damage, uh, and it heals you for 28% of the damage done. So these do very similar things, right? Both of them charge up your weapon so that your next light attack deals an, uh, a spammable amount of damage, right? Um, there are some differences, though. Uh, crystal, This new crystal weapon will also apply to heavy attacks. Um, so whereas uh, crushing weapon only applies to light attacks. But I don't know. I think it seems it, it seems kind of lame. The fact that the animation, like I tested this out on, uh, on the test server, the animation is literally exactly the same. Um, and that, to me, seems kind of lame because, you know, we got this bound armaments rework recently, which is kind of a copy-paste of the Nightblade's Grim Focus ability that we were just talking about, right? You, you do light attacks to gain these stacks, and then after you have all the stacks, you activate the ability again to fire off a burst attack, right? It's like exactly like Grim Focus. So it, it's cool that Stamsorks are getting these things, you know, access to these class abilities that they haven't been able to use before, but it, it kind of feels like they're just getting hand-me-downs rather than a unique thing of their own. Yeah, yeah, especially with the animations and, and the types. Uh, and just the abilities, like you said, being so similar. 
Um, and, you know, I don't know that, you know, I know a lot of things go into it. This is specifically to Sorks, and I know non-Sorks use that Sigic Order ability. But it just seems, it almost seems silly that two abilities, there's two separate abilities that almost do the same thing, and they both exist in the game. You know, it seems like that's an yeah. opportunity to have a, another unique ability there. Uh, you know, and, and, and I think it's important to note that, you know, people could say, oh, well, the crushing weapon one, that one heals you, where this one, you know, the, the, the Sork one does the armor reduction. Well, with the passes of the Sork, the Sork one does heal you. Yeah, the Sork one heals you too. Um, so they, they really are very similar, and the animations are literally identical, except, you know, the, the Sorcerer one, the uh, Crystal weapon... It, there's some additional particle effects, but as far as like the way your character moves, it's exactly the same. Yeah, and it and so, it it's it's a good ability, but like I said, it it seems silly to have two same abilities in the game. But they've created a tricky situation now because a lot of stam sorks are going to be really excited that this ability's there, and I see a lot of them using it. But there's no real way to back out of having two same abilities now, because if you take this away from Stam Sorks, you know you just introduced it, so that's going to bump people out. And if you take that Sigic Order ability and change that completely, well, then non-Sorks that are using that ability are going to be really upset. So it's yeah. So we're probably just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, it just kind of seems like we got we kind of got put in a, in a in a bad spot. So so there's that. Honestly, though. That's the one negative thing I have to say about this is it's it's a reused yeah. animation basically. Uh, everything else about this is actually awesome. This is a really really good ability just despite the the copied animation. So um, for one, just like you said, uh, Davis, this activates the the sorcerer's blood magic passive. This was a previously totally dead passive for Stamsworks. You didn't get to use it at all. Uh, so when you hit an enemy directly with a dark magic ability, you heal for X amount every 0.5 seconds. Uh, and that amount is based on your max health. And so I, on the, on the PTS, I logged in with my Stamsork, uh, and it, he has about 23k health. And with no champion points, uh, that tooltip is about 2400. So, uh, you know, every time you hit somebody with this thing, you're getting a 2400 heal. Wow. And the cooldown is 0.5 seconds, so you're going to get it every single time you use this ability. Um, so that's cool. Stamsworks get to use a passive that they haven't gotten to use before. Really, really nice. Uh, it also activates the Expert Mage passive. Get an extra 2% weapon uh, and spell damage for every Sorcerer ability slotted. So like my Stamsworks, I'm already slotting Bound Armaments and Streak on the front bar. Uh, so this is just another one I can slide in there. That's going to be a total of 6% extra weapon damage. And, you know, I'm also using Camo Hunter and Dawnbreaker from the Fighter's Guild uh, skill line. And those combined give me another 6%. So just having abilities slotted, I have 12% additional weapon damage on my front bar. Uh, you know, and this this new ability plays into that. Very nice. Um, I have a few more things. I'm just too excited about this. I can't stop <laughs> rambling. Um, it's really cheap. Uh, at its base, it costs uh, about 400 less than Crushing Weapon. Uh, plus, it has this new uh, this new thing where it, uh, whenever you use it, it decreases the cost of your next non-ultimate ability by 10%. So it already costs less, plus it's reducing the cost of itself or whatever else you cast after it. Um, so just using it is going to benefit your sustain big time. Uh, it works for ranged builds, right? You could, you could have a bow on the front bar and use this as your spammable. Um, and, you know... We were talking about the fact that it's a it's a reused animation like crushing weapon, which 
is kind of lame, but there is one really cool thing that comes with that, uh, which is, you know, since they are, since they do work the same way, you can use them both and you can stack them. So you can cast this crystal weapon, then cast a crushing weapon. You have both of those things charged up. You know, then you hit an enemy with one single light attack that's going to do, you know, a ton of damage. And so I imagine, like, if you have your uh, your bound armaments, all all four stacks of that charged up, you charge both of these spammables up, and then you do one light attack weave into bound armaments, and, you know, maybe a spin to win after that, and that's probably going to be the fight right there. Yeah, that's a nice little setup. Yeah, so that's really interesting. I really love this, uh, this change right here, uh, especially the fact that it just, just kind of all of a sudden just activates these passives that you haven't really gotten to use before. Really cool. Um, another thing. So, um, so that's all about that spammable. Um, they've also uh, touched on uh, the sorcerer's rebate passive. Uh, so when it's fully ranked, it's now going to restore uh, 300 magicka or stamina, depending on what kind of ability you use. Uh, when one of your Daedric summoning non-ultimate abilities ends, um, before, this ability would just restore Magicka, just Magicka, whenever a pet dies. So again, this was a totally dead passive for Stamsworks. Stamsworks generally don't use pets at all, and even if they did, when that pet dies, you're getting Magicka back, which, you know, you'd probably rather have Stamina. So yeah. now, you're getting Stamina and Magicka, and it's whenever uh, one of the, your Daedric Summoning abilities ends. So Bound Armaments, for example. Uh, which you're probably going to be using as a Stamsorc. So again, this is another previously dead passive that Stamsorcs now are getting to use. Um, you know, I mean, this is a really, really, really great patch for Stamsorcs. Probably the best patch ever for a Stamina Sorcerer, I would say. Yeah, that's what I say. It's the, <laughs> it's the time of the Stamsorc. Yeah, yeah, really pumped about it. So let's move on and talk a little bit about Templar. So uh, the Burning Light passive has been reworked a little bit. So um, now um, it's going to trigger whenever you deal damage four times in rapid rapid succession uh, with an Adric Spear ability. Um, and whereas right now you have a 25% chance uh, to proc it whenever you hit someone with an Adric Spear uh, ability. So it should be, in general, on average, about the same amount of procs, um, but just a little bit more consistent. You're going to get about one proc per cast of jabs, which is about the same as what you got before, but more consistently. Yeah. Uh, the radial sweep ultimate. It finally happened. We knew this was coming. <laughs> uh, the accessibility uh, <laughs> and its morphs now have a minor cast time to help better sync with their damage and animation, uh, as well as adding for more time for counterplay to, to, to react. It's weird that they didn't just do this when they did it to all the others before, you know, like Dawnbreaker and Onslaught and mm -hmm. uh, all those others. Like, why did this one get left out? And, and it's been left unchanged this whole time, and, and then now they're finally doing it. Um, it's a bummer. This is, you know, I main a Stamplar in PvP, and this is my favorite ultimate to use because it doesn't have a cast time. I can dodge cancel it and stuff like that. Uh, now I'm really going to be rethinking whether I actually want to use this ability or not. It's you know I might I might switch to Dawnbreaker now since I have to deal with the cast time either way. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. Is it does this make Dawnbreaker much more appealing to you? I mean, it definitely makes me take another look at it, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like yeah. test and compare and see for sure. Really, the only benefit to this one now is it's a very low cost ultimate ability. But. It's low cost and it can proc burning light. That's that's the yeah. kind of the, the main things. Um, 
So yeah, that's a bummer, but it was only a matter of time. I knew, I mean, it's, it's weird that it didn't happen with all the others. And so, it, you know, it was bound to happen eventually. Um, and then the ritual of retribution, uh, the morph of your, your healing ritual. Um, now this morph only deals damage. No more healing, just damage. Um, and now the damage increases by 5% for each tick for the duration up to a maximum of, th of 35%. So it could potentially be a lot of damage. Probably only really useful in a, in a PvE situation, I imagine. Yep. Yep, this is going to... I actually use this Retribution Morph right now on my uh, Stamplar, but I'm going to be switching it. Yep, got to switch it back to heals. Because, I mean, it's, it's right now I'm using it as a back bar, still heal ability, but it was just nice that when I proc it, all right, just some extra dots on people when I switch back to the front bar and, and hit. Uh, it's just... In a PvP, you know, in a PvP uh, setup... It's just it'd be a very weird ability to try to to try to utilize as a damage ability. Um, let's talk about vampire here. Um, oh boy. So yeah, oh boy. Uh, eviscerate. <laughs> this is the vampire uh, spammable. So they have decreased the execute multiplier uh, on this ability, uh, and the arterial burst morph uh, down to thirty three percent instead of fifty percent. Um, and then the blood for blood morph, which is the one that everyone likes, they decrease the execute multiplier on that morph down to 60% instead of uh, 100%. Uh, and then the the final nail in the coffin, haha. <laughs> uh, after casting this ability, you cannot be healed by allies for five seconds. That basically makes this ability seriously not usable, right? That was... That was it. The that was the that was the that was it with vampires. Close the door, pack it up, put it back up on the shelf. This one is a head scratcher, man. So by all accounts, the the vampire rework has been not super well received. Would would you say? Yeah, it just it's just not. It's just not exciting. It's just not, and it just doesn't perform well. Uh, and the one saving grace was for for PBE Magicka builds. This eviscerate spammable, or the blood for blood spammable, was basically the meta spammable. This was the thing that made vampires good, at least for PVE raids and stuff like that, uh, because the fact that it costs um, health uh, means that it, it has a massive impact on your sustain, right? This is your spammable. This is the ability that you're casting more than any other ability, uh, and it's not hitting your magicka pool at all. That's a huge, uh, huge bonus to sustain. Uh, and, you know, there's usually enough healing going on in a group where it, it doesn't matter that it's costing health. Your, your health is staying topped up uh, pretty well anyway. If it wasn't for this one ability, nobody would be a vampire. No one serious about endgame PV, PVE would be a vampire. Uh, this is yep. the one ability that makes it worthwhile. And if you can't be healed for five seconds after using it and it's costing health, you know, you're not going to you're just not going to be able to use it. You just can't use it. Yeah. And the fact that the the damage is being significantly nerfed at the same time. Yeah, just yeah. So you know, you know, the last podcast I was on two podcasts ago, I, you know, I'd said, oh, maybe I'm looking, or you know, maybe I'll brush the dust off the old vampire. Not true. It's it's back up on the shelf now. <laughs> after this, it's just well. Let's let, let me remind you and our listeners that it's week one of PTS. So who knows? You know, straight up. Man, just the fact that this is even a proposed change seems disheartening. <laughs> it's like werewolf is what vampire should have been. Like what what werewolf is now? 
it's the year of the vampire. It's an all vampire themed year of DLC. And yeah, like werewolf is like straight OP right now. And you would think vampire should be, if anything's OP right now, it should be the vampire. And, you know, maybe the spammable is being used by every Magicka build in PVE right now. Uh, and maybe they want to balance that out a little bit, but it seems like they should just let that fly for a while. <laughs> you know, it's the year of the vampire. Just let it be OP for a little bit. Yeah. It's not even well, OP, though. Even... It's like it just this one ability is popular, but otherwise it's not even an OP thing. Yeah, and I think the way people are using it, it's almost a loophole. They're not using it. They're only using it because it costs, you know, health, and they're not using it like in stage four vampire. They're just they're popping into stage one vampire so they get access to this ability, and then they're using it just for a sustain purpose. So it's almost kind of like even the PvP high usage of, of vampire is more of a loophole. It's not even about being a vampire. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, I hope we probably have another four or five weeks of PTS and I'm sure lots and lots of things will be uh, adjusted before it goes live. But, you know, week one usually does at least indicate the direction things will go. I mean, this ability will probably yeah. will be nerfed, maybe not this severely, but it probably will be nerfed. Um, so just prepare yourself for that. Uh, and the last ability change I want to talk about here is um, uh, Vigor from the Assault skill line. So uh, this ability is now the first skill that you unlock uh, in the Assault skill line. Uh, so it swap places with Rapid Maneuvers. So Rapid Maneuvers is now the second skill in that skill line. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry to listeners if you're thinking your iPhone is ringing. It's mine. I, I didn't have the ringer off. Um so what's cool about that is uh, now you can just go do the uh, Welcome to Cyrodiil quest. You don't even have to engage in any PvP whatsoever. Just do that initial quest, and then you have Vigor unlocked. You can go just forget about PvP and just go do uh, some PvE. Uh, one bummer to me, though, is, you know, whenever I make a brand new character, usually the first thing I do is go do that Cyrodiil quest to get rapid so I can actually get around on the map fairly fast because I have a brand new mount that's super slow. Uh, so I'm kind of bummed that it'll, I'll actually have to work a little bit to get that skill now, but probably most players are going to be happy to be able to just easily unlock Vigor like that. Yeah, I think it's a good change for, for stamina players to get their heal early. But like you said, I mean, I always get Rapids as well, so this really, overall this isn't changing a whole lot for me, maybe just timing, but I'm still going to get both these abilities. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some of, those, some of those classes when you're a low level and you're building a stamina class and you don't have a heal... Uh, oh, yeah, it does make tough. things a little bit tougher. So this, I think, is going to help with that. Yeah, just to, to right out of the gate to have you know the best stamina heal in the game, just right off the bat, that's going to be a great thing. Well, as soon as you're level 10, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's all the skill changes. There's a few other things. Let's talk about um, some traits and Munda Stone stuff here. Probably skip over some of these. Basically, every single trait and Munda Stone, with maybe a couple of exceptions, have been adjusted. Uh, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to uh, focus on the ones that uh, are, are the juiciest. Um, so armor traits, the divines trait, uh, it's increasing the bonus to your Munda stone um, by 9.1% instead of 7.5%. Giant buff to the divines trait. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, impenetrable, getting nerfed. Uh, so the critical resistance is going to be 127 instead of 172. 
so that's probably going to affect how I build my PvP characters. I'm probably going to be doing 4M pen uh, instead of 3M pen uh, on a lot of characters just to stay up at that 1800 critical resistance range where I'm, I'm trying to stay at. Although for my roly-polies, for my roly-polies, I think I may still do 3M pen 4 well-fitted because I, I think this the the dodgy nature of those builds they can they can handle that slight that slight reduction um, yeah the one thing i'll say that's kind of a bummer about that nerf is that with the changes that they just launched with impin and then the built-in crit resist i think a lot of people have transmuted gear yeah to reflect that and now it's almost like oh well get ready to transmute I know. just ready for some more transmutes again i know i'm, I'm <laughs> glad these notes are out now because i'm about to do a bunch of transmuting and this will definitely affect that um, well fitted, uh, my, probably my favorite trait getting, uh, buffed. So the, the cost reduction granted is going to be 6% per piece instead of 5%. So a tiny little buff. I'll take that for sure. Um, yeah, basically all the rest, I think Nernhund was nerfed, but basically all the rest of the, of the traits that were buffed just slightly. Uh, let's talk about some weapon traits. Uh, the main one really is uh, the decisive trait that I wanted to talk about. So uh, increase the chance for this trait to proc to 55% instead of 40%. If you if you don't remember decisive, it's whenever you gain ultimate, you have a 40% chance to gain one additional ultimate. So now it's going to be a 55% chance to gain an additional ultimate. So significant buff to that. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited. I already used the decisive trait a lot just because I love those ultimate builds. So this is going to be... If this stays this way, it's gonna be fantastic. That's a that's a major buff right there. People sleep on decisive, especially I think on Dragon Knight builds. It's a good trade. If you have a build that you're you're gaining ultimate at a at a high frequency, you can actually get a lot out of that trade. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, defending and sharpened was buffed. Precise was buffed. So basically, just everything's better now. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, jewelry traits. So bloodthirsty. This trait now grants up to two hundred and fifty uh, weapon and spell damage against targets under ninety percent health, and that uh, they say that scales per one percent of missing health, rather than just granting a flat ten percent against targets uh, that are under twenty five percent health. So that's kind of nice. You actually get to benefit from bloodthirsty for the majority of the fight, rather than just the last twenty-five percent. And it's just dealing a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more damage as your target loses health. Yeah, that seems like a good change to make you get more out of that. Um, yeah, overall a good change. Just just more usage. Yeah, because that's always the thing that kind of turns me off to bloodthirsty. Is like, well, it doesn't do anything for seventy-five percent of the fight. You know, right. <laughs> so, um, the Harmony trait, uh, they reduced the Synergy Effectiveness bonus to 20% instead of 35%. And I think this is probably in reaction to players complaining about uh, Magic and Necro uh, graveyard builds where they activate their own Synergy. You know, they, they can do um, Harmony on all three jewelry pieces and it's just a megaton of damage if you're standing <laughs> in that graveyard when they activate that Synergy. It's it is lights out, especially if a blast, you know, you know, a blast bones is on its way. Yeah, at the same it's going to hit you course. as well. Yeah. Uh, it hits hard. I've been taken out with that multiple times, man. You do not see it coming. It's just like, whoa. Like, you know, I have 32,000 health and I'm dead now, like in the blink of an <laughs> eye. Um, so I think that's probably in response to that. Um, swift trait buffed a little bit. Anything movement related i'm a big fan of and they're they're buffing basically everything movement related 
so the movement speed granted is now 7% if it's a gold jewelry piece instead of 6%. Um, so that combined with the well-fitted buff, that's going to be all around some some really nice uh, buffs for my, uh, my mobility-focused characters, which is almost all of them. Yeah. Uh, move on and talk about some Munda stones. Again, almost all Munda stones were uh, were touched on. I'm just going to talk about a couple here. Davis, you if you want to chime in on one or two, feel free. Uh, the Atronach and Serpent Munda stones, those are the recovery Munda stones, uh, is now going to give you 310 recovery instead of 238. Giant buff to that uh, to those Munda stones. Uh, and then the Shadow Mundus, uh, instead of giving you 13% critical damage it's going to give you 11 percent critical damage and healing which i think is a, probably a good thing yeah i think that's a buff overall it's very very slightly less damage but you know you're gaining that critical healing again if you're a khajiit it's probably pretty nice yeah the only other one i would touch on is is uh the ritual um i felt like this is a, a one that at least in my opinion not a whole lot of people use because it's just focused on healing yeah. And so I was a little bummed to see that nerfed because, uh, I don't know, maybe more people are using that than I thought. That's going from 10% uh, uh, healing done buff to uh, 8%. Down to 8%. My uh, my Magic and Necro healer uses that, so she'll be a little bummed about that, but she'll probably, she has really strong heals. So she'll do you right. do you think you'll still stick with that or do you think you'll go with a different one? That's that's kind of my thing is that I, I, I use this on my main healer as well, and I think it's probably going to cause me to, to switch things around a bit. Yeah, I don't know, maybe, because, you know, we mainly do PvP, and PvP healing in general was nerfed, plus this additional nerf now. Um, those things... I, for that Mundus. Yeah, those things combined with the recovery buffs makes me think that I'll probably end up switching over to one of those recovery Mundus. Yeah, I might switch over to recovery. That's or, a good idea. Or the shadow now, actually, is really nice for healers. Yeah, that might be. I've been thinking of uh, my Magicka Templar, who's a he's mainly offensive focused right now. But I've been thinking of turning him into a healer that's like focused on crit heals specifically, like Mother Sorrow, um, and yeah, maybe the Shadow Mundus. And he's a he's a Khajiit too. Yeah, that works really well. So that's basically all the patch note stuff we wanted to talk about. It's actually a very very extensive uh, list of things here. Uh, we skipped most of it. Uh, and you know, just picked out the stuff that was the most interesting to us. So if you want all the details, definitely check out the PTS patch notes for yourself or just jump into PTS and start testing stuff out and providing feedback. Uh, I'll put a link in the description uh, to the PTS patch notes um, if you want to see all those details. Um, no emails this week. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, uh, you, can, um, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrolling with an I-N, no G, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. You can also contact us in-game. I'm at Ketsparrowhawk. Davius is at Starjumper. Anything else to say before we go? Oh, yeah, our, uh, our guild. Uh, Ooh, that's a... what I was just about to say. You read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have a guild. It's called Stoons Goons. Um, if you join the guild, you get a free set of Stoons Favor. We'll craft it for you. Any, you know, weights or weapons or whatever you need. Um, you know, we do goon nights every Friday night where we we say that we go into Imperial City and do a bunch of PvP, but we often just end up doing whatever we feel like in the moment. Uh, but it's fun. We have a lot of fun. It's mostly a social guild with some PvP focus, but we do a lot of PvE and a lot of just questing and just really a little bit of everything. Uh, we just like to chill out on Discord and just play some Elder Scrolls. 
Um, and I think that is about an episode, right? I think that's it. Okay, thanks for listening. I know it was a long one, so thanks for hanging in there. We'll catch you next time.